It's Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. And you heard the news yesterday about the uh, potential COVID vaccine being developed at UPMC. Joining us right now, a key player in that development, Professor and Chair of Dermatology at UPMC, Dr. Lewis Phalo. Dr. Phalo, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you all? Well, doing a lot better and more hopeful now that uh, we received that news yesterday. And it's great to hear that things uh, are moving as quickly as they are in terms of, you know, we've been told best case scenario, if everything goes right, uh, you know, 12 to 18 months before we can actually see a vaccine enacted. And uh, this would seem to me to be an indication that things are going right, Dr. Phalo. So, so far, so good. I think uh, uh, because we had some experience in this area, we were able to move some of the uh, preclinical animal testing along fairly quickly. Uh, and now uh, we're ready to start this process of uh, regulation that leads to the start of a clinical trial, which then goes into the uh, l- longer period uh, that you mentioned. Okay, so the, you alluded to this. The potential vaccine was discovered as a result to previous research done into SARS and MERS virus, correct? That's right. So my collaborator, Dr. Gambodo, has been working on coronaviruses back uh, since uh, 2003. Um, and so together we have been developing uh, some of these vaccine approaches for this and other emerging diseases like Zika virus. Um, and we have a platform basically that's a recombinant DNA platform that allows us to uh, very quickly, once we identify a pathogen, plug that into the platform and the system of uh, development that we have and quickly uh, get a vaccine on the other side. So you just developed a template? Correct. So it's a, it's a, it's a recombinant DNA structure that once we get a sequence, uh, once we get an identification of a new uh, uh, pathogen, we're able to just plug that sequence into that construct and make the protein that we need for the vaccine. All right, that's pretty amazing. Now, you were instrumental in the creation of the microneedle array, which was also originally designed uh, for something else. Could you describe what that is? Yeah, so the microneedle array is a a new way of delivering vaccines. Um, It's basically uh, developed uh, from the idea of the original smallpox vaccine, which was a scratch vaccine where you would just apply a drop of vaccine to the skin and then take a needle and scratch it in. Um, so our, our goal was to get the antigen into the skin, which is where the best immune responses get started. So um, what we actually developed is like a Band-Aid, except it has hundreds of small dissolvable needles, um, micro needles we call them. These are each uh, about the width of a human hair and about a half a millimeter long. And so we actually put the vaccine components into the needles uh, and apply that to the skin. And once the, the moisture of the skin hits the, the needles, the needles dissolve and release the vaccine into the upper layers of the skin. Now, that's really cool. So now the, this created antibodies in mice, but th- these weren't mice that were infected with the COVID-19 virus, correct? Correct. So those models that actually are using the COVID-19 virus haven't been developed yet. So there's a lot of different research groups that are working on developing those models so that we can actually immunize mice and then challenge them with the new virus. What we did instead was took the old SARS virus and actually did those kinds of neutralization, we call them, studies where you look at the antibody responses and see if they can neutralize viruses and found that we can uh, 
uh, neutralize virus with this type of vaccine, and then, then, and then using the new virus, we showed that we could make the same kind of antibody responses that we saw were effective with the old virus. So there's other teams working all over the world to find an alternate vaccine for this. Do, when, when somebody makes as much headway as you guys have been able to, do other teams share their information with you? Is that an ongoing process, or does everybody just keep their head down and keep working on their own vaccine to see which one ends up developing uh, first? So we're all in this together. So there is a tremendous amount of sharing. Um, you know, the, the work that we did was a result from scientists all over University of Pittsburgh who are, you know, doing things like virologists, bioengineers, skin biologists, dermatologists, all kind of coming together. And it's the same thing worldwide. So we're sharing things online at a speed that we've never been able to do before. And I think, you know, everybody is united in this effort. You know, the virus is the enemy here. We're all working together uh, to defeat the virus. All right. So in that, with that being the case, rather, uh, the FDA, I would imagine, is allowing you to speed up the process uh, from what it normally would be in terms of getting testing going. Yeah, that, that's right. So remember that the most important thing is that we have a safe vaccine. Nobody wants to cut corners and end up with something that isn't safe to put into patients. And so, you know, the, the process that is in place, the traditional process, is fairly lengthy because it's very cautious and it should be. Um, we, you know, we don't want to harm anybody. Um, I think given the current circumstances, uh, the FDA and the other agencies uh, that are in charge of regulation um, are trying to speed that process up without taking anything away from the safety. So trying to find, you know, the little spaces in there that hold things up um, that can be streamlined. Uh, you know, the data and the, and the uh, regulatory oversight will be just as strong as it's ever been. We're just, they're just trying to move the pathway a little quicker. So what is something that could happen? Like, I always wonder this when they say, like, oh, well, we want to make sure it's safe. What could go wrong by uh, putting something, you know, into somebody's body that would be aspiring to create antibodies? Like, oh, I, I don't understand what reaction the body would have that would be bad to that. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's stories, for example, of uh, some people who have a bad reaction to a flu shot. Um, and they actually get an allergic type response to that flu shot. If you're allergic to eggs, for example, you know a flu shot that's made in eggs is not the right uh, not the right approach for you because um, that allergy could cause you not just uh, a problem at the site where you get the injection, but actually could become uh, a problem that's more systemic. And so there, there's a, there's you know it, you you never know when you're putting a, a new uh, a new antigen into a into a patient. Um, what the, the outcome will be in terms of whether they're going to have a negative reaction to it, especially with all the allergies that are prevalent now. Now, the advantage of the vaccine we're using is we use an incredibly low amount of antigen. So the amount of antigen we're, we're using, um, I think, will, will help to make this a very safe vaccine. The second point is we're not putting it into muscle where it can get into the bloodstream. We're putting it into a very restricted area in the skin. So I think we are containing it very well. Um, and both of those factors, I think, would contribute to this being a safe vaccine. So, uh, you know, if everybody was confident enough for this to become newsworthy, I would imagine that your degree of comfortability that this could eventually be a vaccine that would be something that would be an answer or a solution here uh, would be rather high. Can you categorize how how comfortable or confident you are that this is the right uh, direction right now? 
So from what we've done so far, it looks very promising. The leap between all of these animal models and patients is a great leap. And so, you know, you can never really predict how well things are going to work in patients. That's why it's so good that so many groups are working on vaccines, and they're all different types of approaches for vaccination. The, I think the, the, the plan here is that we get all, as many of these into patients as we can, and sooner or later we're going to find the winner. Dr. Lewis Falo, thanks so much for uh, all of your uh, all of your 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 time this morning and all the great work you put into doing this because I know people uh, are really hanging their hat on uh, potential good news like this and that it's coming from uh, right here in Pittsburgh feels extra good. Thanks so much Dr. Falo for your time this morning and continued success. Thank you.